out to you again. I'd find you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I always end up in this place, but <laughs> here we are. It's like we never left. Yeah. Great to have you back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on Papa Don't Preach. I'm here with Mitch Keith. How you doing, baby boy? Uh, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm your host, OB Kamafun. I'm here with my co-host, and we're going to jump right into Mitchell this. Mitchell Keith. One. It's Mitchell Keith? <laughs> Mitchell James Keith. So I, my thought name. Mitchell, so, I thought it was Mitchell so, Miller. <laughs> Mitchell. Sailor called me Mitchell Miller the other day. Oh, uh, yeah. Guess. She's learning. Yeah, I know. And it's it actually, I was like. It's very progressive of you to take your wife's last name. Yeah, you know, just going in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> Making a better world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one Miller at a time. One Miller. <laughs> When she, when she called me it literally caught me off guard i laughed and at the same time in my head i'm like fuck you ob <laughs> <laughs> died a little bit inside yeah. like oh winning yeah. freeze frame <laughs> how did how did you get this like oh, the more i think about it the more actually i get a little bit more annoyed about yeah just it. a little yeah, bit angry. yeah like mitchell motherfucker. Miller. <laughs> my kids started calling me ob it's oh, get used ob to ob i'm like no He's like, Daddy OB. I'm like, I'm going to strangle you. Yeah, when Sailor calls me Mitch, I, I'm like, I'm your father. <laughs> I don't care if she does it at the house, but in public. It's like, I'm not some random stranger. And this is like, call me. I'm, I'm your dad. This kid is calling, yelling in Albertsons, OB, OB. <laughs> I'm like, people are going to think I kidnapped you. It's <laughs> my caretaker. <laughs> my caretaker, OB. <laughs> uh kids stupid kids oh, they say the darndest things um but hey man um i i hope you had a great weekend i did it was uh, interesting it was good yeah oh yeah. how what, what was interesting about it if you don't mind me asking um, a little bit well the big the big thing that happened this week was um a kid got hit by a car riding his uh bike to school Whoa. well uh, and i'm he was going to sailor school it was actually i got there Towards the aftermath, police were there, ambulance weren't there yet. And it was at an intersection, uh, a four-way stop, and I was just surprised that there wasn't a crossing guard right there. Because it, mm-hmm. bu- it is a busy intersection, and I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know, you know, if the lady just, hey, A, she maybe didn't stop, or if a kid, you know, just flew through a four-way stop. I mean, I think I know as a kid – I wasn't obeying traffic laws. Uh, I was until well, I was because I got hit by a car. So okay, so it, it took something to happen yes. for you to be like, oh my god, I should really stop. Like, yeah. So I don't know if this kid's like bombing a hill and he's just got you know cutting through, just knowing like, hey, all these cars have to stop. So I don't know what happened. It was ha- I was glad to see him like moving and like every everything seemed to be question. okay. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Being high spirits telling this story. <laughs> so I can't almost die. Um, no, but it was. And so Sailor and I, we had a conversation. I'm like, hey, that's why I'm always telling you, you know, while you're riding your bike, you got to keep your head on a swivel. Mm. Like you got to be paying attention to what you're around. Like, because I, I, I do get a little frustrated when I see her talking and riding her bike and like looking down at the pavement. Mm. I'm like, get your eyes up. It's no joke. People don't pay attention. People drive fast doesn't matter if it's a residential or parking lot. People don't care. So you got to be on the lookout for it. So I was just happy to see him moving. That's Everything good. seemed to be okay. It's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. I, yeah. 100%. I, I mean, I was never hit by a car. I, yeah, definitely didn't. Never hit by a car. 
Yeah, uh, I, think I know it. I uh, my my week has been extra frustrating because I'm I'm not sure what it is, but you know I live in the hood. You know I don't I don't live in the fancy valley like some of us here on this podcast. Yeah, you look around. <laughs> There's but, no one else here. Yeah, one thing hey, I did, <laughs> one thing I noticed is the uh, the amount of flyovers and you know ghetto birds, little police hop- helicopters riding around, and they fly so low in this neighborhood, and it's intentional. And you know, usually you get one or two a night, but like this 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 last week, it's been like on the hour every hour, a helicopter would fly by and literally rattle the house, and you know, you would see them like doing the spotlight and all this shit. And it's for minor bullshit. You know, it's like not it's minor bullshit. Like I take my kid on a walk around the block and, you know, you'll see a spotlight and there's just like this dude walking down the street and he's got a spotlight on him. And then nine cops roll up and arrest the guy. And it's like, did you need a helicopter for that in a residential neighborhood? It's a little ridiculous. But uh, anyway, um, uh, I wanted to talk to you now that I know you're doing well, I wanted to talk to you about this, uh, Rutherford County story mm-hmm. uh, you heard about that a BP sent it over. Mm-hmm. God damn. For you who don't know, there was a, a little bit of a scandal in, it was a Tennessee, Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee, Rutherford County. There is a judge that has been, I guess, arresting kids for failure to report or like what they is, didn't intervene in a fight. Like, it's like a, ridiculous. It's not even a crime. It's, it's. They've been making up these charges and detaining kids, and they found out some weird loophole on how to like slow roll their either like their hearings. So these kids are staying locked up for months, some like years. It's crazy. Well, kids, children. It, one, it's the fact that it's kids that just that gets me angry from the start. But even if these charges. Would they they wouldn't be going towards uh, adults. No, like not if, at all. If I'm witnessing a fight and people are going at it, and I don't go in and stop it, you're going to arrest me, dude. Like, kick rocks. Yeah, get the fuck. You know how many people would be arrested for just like sitting there yelling "World Star"? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're gonna lock everyone up. Get the fuck out of here. But you know, after learning of this story, I mean, because this that that spe- uh, specific case that was five years ago, mm-hmm. and they almost wanted to make it seem like hey, things are getting better. <laughs> they haven't really done a goddamn. They haven't thing changed about the it. damn thing. And this lady looks exactly how you would expect her to look. <laughs> Just you want to you want to picture you picture someone that uh, a, a female. That likes to have kids arrested, especially kids of color. I think we all know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a haircut. I'm thinking like. Oh, it's there. I'm thinking like you know, upper no upper no Mich- chin, no real chin either. Just just no it, neck. It is, just here. <laughs> uh, a, a check is yeah, where the so, chin meets the neck. Yeah, you know what she said. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's not diss her physical appearance because I'm sure Why? her actual appearance. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. I when want, you do something, when you when you do shit like this, all that's all open all season. Open season. <laughs> it's open season. Right, if you fuck up, Papa don't preach is coming for your looks. That's it. I'm just waiting for Idris Elba to fuck up. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> Take him down a peg or two. You pretty motherfucker. <laughs> that guy. If 
fucking invading music. (laughs) He turned down James Bond. Oh, I don't want to do it, man. Fuck you, (laughs) Idris Elba. Oh, he ended up turning that down? I I just, I I rely on rumors. That's what I rely on. Smart. Thank you. Smart. Um, But, uh, science. Uh, game uh, game five, Dodgers versus Giants. You feeling the anxiety? Just, just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. Uh, as by a wee bit, I, as, I'm like freaking the fuck out. As of this recording, the game has not started. We do not know how it's going to end, but we do know it's tied 2-2, and this is it. Uh, battle two of the best teams in the MLB right now, mm-hmm. and I think a rivalry that is as deep as any yeah. in the country. It's I. I don't think San Francisco even deserves to have a team, but that's a whole different <laughs> that's a whole different argument. You know, um, I I I really don't like Giants fans. Uh, Giants are playing amazing baseball right now. I, it's crazy. I think my grandfather um, played for him, and I still hate him. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Giants, bro. Right. Fucking Giants. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping right now. I'm hoping right now. Throwing all the good vibes out there, hoping that we uh. We uh, hold off the Giants to get a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, when I go home, I'll get my Do- my Dodger World Series out back out. Well, actually, it's the only hat I haven't burned <laughs> in quite some time. <laughs> Most of them go into the fire after after their season's yeah, over. Gotcha. But I kept Bad luck hats. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, it's see, funny the season ended terribly. It's funny how logical adults turn into superstitious little children. But when I've it always comes been. But I've always been superstitious. Even mm-hmm. like when I played, um, I was superstitious then too. But this is the only. It's been a long time since a Dodger hat has lived longer than a year. Yeah, <laughs> or a season. <laughs> so, but this one I can't get rid of because I haven't bought a new one. It, it's it is not looking too solid, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm excited to um, get home, place my Dodger hat on the table, surround it with my candles, <laughs> <laughs> light those fucking candles up. Okay. And Amanda's just like, God damn, when it's Dodger playoffs, you're fucking weird. And I'm <laughs> like, Lady, I've always been weird. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I'm living with a Giants fan right now. Yes. It's the it's the worst. I it's the worst. And like I I mean like, it's only the worst because she's like a she's a ba- she's from the Bay. She bleeds black and orange. Yeah, but she's she an actual fan. But like the worst part is like, you know, even when I I remember when we were do uh, when we had like you know Lakers versus Clippers, like people in there were watching the game, like <clears throat> the crowd is split. But like every play for the Giants, she's like, "Woo, yeah, oh, fuck you, Dodgers suck." And I'm like sitting right, right next to her, and I'm like, "Bitch, you're gonna sleep on the couch tonight." <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna sleep on the couch tonight. Like, you cannot speak to me until this game is oh. over. But like the tension is real because like when the when that the thing is when the Giants lose she's like ah oh, all right whatever what do you want for dinner and I'm like ah oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like when the Dodgers lose for me I just like don't want to talk to anybody yeah, especially like, like playoff baseball like it's besides being a dad and a husband that's it that's it that's it <laughs> it's, it's, you know it's what I live for <laughs> so I get so excited uh, and you know Amanda's just like you're too loud and I'm like well then. There's, there's, the there's, door. The, there's either the door, there's so many, there's, we got a few doors you can go in the bedroom <laughs> or there's the front one. Well, and let me just be start getting about st- it. Start, start getting her into Dodger baseball. No, she, I have been, it's been a, you're not working hard enough. It's been like a 10 year process. <laughs> <laughs> Slow rolling. It, I see. <laughs> don't want to, you don't want to push things, make things go too quick. Gotcha. You know, she watched the game last week. Hey, uh, uh, game uh, four. Oh, okay. So, and uh, Mookie at the home run, she just saw, like, 
I got a little pep in my step, hopped up off, off the couch, and I just go open up my front door, and I just give the loudest, let's go! <laughs> and then I just hear neighbors just go, <laughs> they all know it's me. Like they just know it. They all know I'm diehard and they know not to talk to me if the Dodgers lose. Yeah. I posted on Instagram after the Dodgers lost just a black background with a blue fuck. And like all my Dodger friends, everybody reached out. I know like, oh, this sucks. I feel you, bro. And then like family and like close friends are like, is everything okay? I'm like, no, <laughs> nothing is okay. But I can't even like the, the giants have been playing good baseball. Like I got to get credit. I, you know, I'm working been, on. No, they've been playing good baseball. I, I, I got to work on giving credit when credit. This is kind of my. This is kind of my beef with the MLB. Like, I don't think the two best player uh, teams in baseball should no. be facing each other in like the first goddamn no. round. Doesn't it make any fucking even, sense. No, and the it team does. with the second best record in all of baseball has to play in a one game elimination. It doesn't it's make done, any it's, sense. It's done terribly. It doesn't it just make any fucking get sense. Get rid of you know. You can keep your NL and your AL, and it should just be fuck hey, your top, divisions. Top four teams. I don't give a shit what division you are in. Yeah. Fuck your divisions. Top four. Yeah. That's it. Whatever. Um, or expand it. Make it go, go, you know, do six. Nah. That's fine. No, don't expand. I don't give Just a fuck. Fuck, fuck everybody. Um, all right. Well, uh, before we move on, my last thing I want to bring up to you. Have you been uh, uh, watching the news on this Facebook controversy? Have you been hearing about it? I mean, heard very, very little about it since I'm, I don't have Facebook. You're just off of it. I just, you know. Well, there's a little uh, a whistleblower came forward and, you know, kind of confirmed everything that we already knew that Facebook is keeping our data, is selling our data. And they're actually aware of the damage of the platform, how it uh, has a negative effect on image for teen girls, how it spreads misinformation. Mm -hmm. And they are doing nothing about it. They had an integrity unit that this woman was a part of and they, they had it defunded. They had it understaffed. And then after January 6th, they just disbanded it after the, <laughs> uh, the uh, they're just like, nope, we don't need this anymore. So she came forward with all these documents. She came with receipts. And, you know, Facebook is the demon that we all thought it was. And, you know, it's funny that you have, like, these people on the extreme right screaming about being censored in tech. And, uh, you know, f interesting story for you. I started a Facebook. I started a Facebook to get to gain access to Facebook market. You know, Craigslist is kind of on the... But I mean, we uh, there are good things on Facebook Market. I have, there's there's great things on Facebook. My brother-in-law, he always finds a PS Five. Like, <laughs> I'm in the market for a home right now. Yeah, <laughs> let me get a house before a PS Five. But I do I want feel, that PS Five. I, I I feel you, man. I want a house too. <laughs> it's the American dream. Um, but yeah, I I offer up, let go all these companies. Like they're just falling by the wayside to Facebook Market. So when I joined Facebook, you know, I put a couple pictures up, and I was like, hey, why don't I have Facebook Market? So I you know, email tech support. And they're like, oh, you just started. I uh, need to have a little more traffic. You got to make sure that you've, you're a real person. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. I have to be a real person. So I just started ran, uh, adding people at random. And uh, what ended up happening is I started getting fed just general conspiracy theories. I don't know if it was by my proximity, just like voting registration uh, vote, uh, voting registration misinformation. Uh, there was one about Joe Biden being uh, second to Kamala Harris. Like Kamala Harris is really running everything. Uh, there's another one about jo uh, Joe Biden's mic being cut off by his handler. Uh, there was another one about um, uh, there's another one about how vaccines was going to be put into our the vaccine was getting put into the drinking water in like the north uh, the northwest. And I'm just like. Like, why am I getting all this shit? 
And it's because I'm like not affiliated with anyone. So I'm just, it's, it's wild. It's almost like you have to be part of this group because you're just getting on. I'm just getting on Facebook. Yeah. Like it's, I've said it before. This thing that sucks about Facebook is Facebook partners with all these different phone companies. So people who don't have internet will have Facebook and will have Twitter and will have Instagram. So if you're living in like upstate Iowa and you don't have any fucking broadband and you get all your news from Facebook and people sending you shit on your phone, it's going to be really hard for you to fact check that shit. And obviously people like to be in their own echo chambers. So, you know, if you hear something that aligns with your personal views, you kind of, that it kind of goes up higher in your, I mean, uh, that makes brain when you said, when you put it like that, like, I mean, that makes, that paints a way bigger picture than where do you get your news? Everywhere. Everywhere. To be honest, I, I like what I see on one, I'll go to the opposite. I I also like the BBC. Like, I, I mean, I go, I, I look everywhere until I can actually make an opinion and then I go from there mm. because otherwise I think it's all BS. Cause they're always, at least in, I feel like the only thing I see is this, this side says this, the other side says the opposite four years later, this side's complaining about what they were complaining about. And this side, it's, it's, it's all I do is see flip flop. So I really don't care for really a lot of it anymore. It's hard, and I, th- I just think there is a, there's so much bullshit that goes out there. I definitely so get much into, bullshit. I definitely want to get into more of that later. I want to find out the, the what what who and what is flip flopping, and find out what's going on. Oh my god! Just look at it, the differences between. I, I mean, for just the e, I would say the easiest example would be Trump winning the pre, uh, presidency and uh, Hillary supporters bitching and complaining and saying he's not my president. Biden's now president. Every single fucking Trump supporter says he's not my uh, Biden's not my president. You just see it. Like I'm saying, it's a both that sides. Happens, that happens with every president. That uh, not like not. I, I, There's a bunch it, of people saying Obama's not my president. He's a fucking uh, I, I, Bush I, which, is not my president. But like, I'm saying like that's just like the easiest one. Like rather than me going into or trying to remember straight facts. But I just I just was, feel like was it's, Trump your president. Yeah, he was. The president of the United no, States. No, but was he was he your president? Was he the yeah, president? Yeah, I live in the United States. Yes, he's my he was my president. He was your president? Yeah, just like Biden is. Just like the blind follower. The, the, the Bushes well, what do you mean? They are. That they're appointed the job. What Trump, do you mean? Trump's not my president, bro. <laughs> like Trump is not my president, bro. I, I, I think it's a silly statement to say that's not my president. It no, is because like, at the end of the day, it is your president, no matter what. Well, it is. Well, his his face is above, uh, at my post office. But. <laughs> <laughs> like he is your president. But I, I think that a, I think it really comes. Thing. I think um, one really comes from general. Like I would say, like the only time this ever came into mattering on what people like these were just words, as you say. But with Trump, I think there was. At, I feel like there was people who actually felt attacked by the Trump presidency, and when like it wasn't just gender bullshit. You know, like there, I, I don't think that like, if you were, you know, for instance, his trans ban in the military, if you were trans, it would, I'd be like, this is a direct attack on you. You know, like I, I, when people, I think it's very insane to take people's rights away, to restrict people's rights. Agreed. And um, what you started seeing in the Trump's presidency is that he was working to take people's rights away. And he was inspiring different legislatures to take people's voting rights away, taking, 
it's funny, like you said, people are always screaming about the opposite shit. I think Trump had the most restrictive presidency of any in my lifetime. You know, like I, I, I saw that there was, you know, he was putting travel bans. He was putting in, uh, uh, trans bans. Uh, he was restricting federal funding to California for fire response. (laughs) Like he, like if he didn't like you, he came after you. And, or if you didn't, or if he, you didn't like him. Yeah. If you you didn't like him, he came after you. That's basically how it is. And that's not the way a president should act. So, but that's, that's my thing. That's why that's. Yeah, that's a that's a whole that's not my president. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a whole other difference. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, you know, like I I think that we should take a break right here because I want to come back with a new segment, mm-hmm. and you guys have to stick around for what it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is our first break. Thank you for tuning in, Papa. Don't preach. We'll be right back. Preach. All right, we here. We here. What's up? What's good? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a new segment, Black and Stash's Movie Review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go over what we're watching right now. Hopefully, uh, you guys can DM us, tell us what's on your mind. Yeah, I was going to say, what what are we up to, Blaine? Uh, two million subscribers? Two million. So, just in the comments. Just in the comments. Uh, just leave, <laughs> leave, leave us a movie or a show that you want us to watch and... You know, we'll, we'll be sure to, you know, the list is going to be so long. We'll try to get to everyone. We'll try and get but, to everyone. You know, we can break it up by category. There's, we got options. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the world is at our fingertips. Got it right here. Fingertippies. <laughs> All right. So I guess what everything, uh, I guess the, the biggest visual content on everyone's mind is Dave Chappelle's new special, The Closer mm-hmm. on Netflix. Um, did you watch it? I did. Okay, did you enjoy it? I did. Nice, I nice. Did. But I also think I'm a little bit biased because I do love Dave Chappelle. I do love Dave Chappelle too. So I can see why people are maybe a little upset, but at the same time. Oh, people are upset? Apparently. Oh. I don't know why. Tell me more. Uh, Tell me more. Feelings. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> you know, <laughs> things everyone's mad about these days. Um, I, I, I did think, I thought it was good. Um, I definitely laughed there, but like I said, I can also see the other side, but it's, we're getting into that point to where, why we're every conversation now and everything is, is it okay? Or are you going to get canceled? Everything's at risk. And I don't think everything's <laughs> at risk. I do. I, I think that. Pete, there are consequences of things that you say, but I also think that if you have malicious intent, it really drives the conversation on whether or not you should be in everyone's eyes or everyone's ears or in everyone's homes. Like, do you deserve to be on a platform if you're going to spew hate? And I'm just going to go out there and say it right now. I don't think that's what Dave Chappelle was doing. I don't think that's what he was doing. Now, like, I do have critiques about the stand-up. Like, one thing as a Dave Chappelle fan is I thought I was past – him dedicating a segment or whatever to the trans community. Like before, yeah. before I even watched it, he had all over social media, 
Dave, Dave Chappelle under fire. And I'm like, this takes away from me getting to enjoy it because I was sitting there watching this thing, waiting for him to say something super offensive. So it'd be like, oh, I see what people are talking about. And I, I, I and like, I just wanted to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did enjoy it, but I, a part of me almost felt like it was almost like, a, like an apology. Like, like he, not a, like his way of doing it. Like, he, you got to keep it funny. I mean, that's what you do. It was a TED talk. That's what it was. But, <laughs> And so I, I think that's where it, the more and more I think about it, mm-hmm. because I, I am going to watch it again mm-hmm. and just go back. I mean, like I said, I laughed. I thought, but I think he's great. Yeah. He is the goat. Yeah, he is the goat. So uh, he is the goat. Um, I think he's one of the best comedians alive in our, uh, uh, if not the best comedian alive right now uh, for us. I mean, I think he's our generation's Richard Pryor. Like he's willing to push boundaries. Yeah. And, you know, there's a stand-up that Richard Pryor had where he was talking about, you know, uh, black people getting beat up by the cops. Like, oh, they beat the shit out of that nigga. Like, they, they choked him to death. And, like, there was a lot of, par- like, you know, he had a mostly white crowd laughing at, a jo- like, he was making light of a joke of something that was actively happening, but people weren't aware of. And, you know, obviously now when people, like, you know, Dave Chappelle did, eight, what is it, 846? He did the 846 <laughs> talking about something that Richard Pryor's was talking about mm-hmm. and, like, the late seventies, like but that it, just shows like things. To, as as a whole, as as human beings, we haven't grown that much. And well, yeah, I mean, we're we still we're still doing it. We're still doing the same shit that we've always been doing. There's and, been there's been some progress. There's been some progress, and like you know, I would say a a lot of people might disagree with me, but I would say a lot of this pro, a progress in the transgender community and acceptance is Dave Chappelle putting them in the limelight, like making sure that we confront all this fucking hate around the transgender community. Cause if you think about it, if you take a step back, who the fuck cares what anybody else does with their life? It does not affect us at all. And it really sucks. It affects Jesus. <laughs> I don't think Jesus really cares. I don't, I think Jesus is sitting in heaven fucking chilling with a Mai Tai. <laughs> I'd say like a chilling with space Jews. <laughs> prophecy yeah. uh, i'd say one of his things but i don't know so yeah, i can't I, so i can't well now now your people now your people are they have some words about it but uh so like what, what the if, fuck does that mean <laughs> <laughs> well here later the, one of the things like so i i like dave Chappelle, but one of the things that i think is a beating a dead horse and fucking annoying is how he claimed is like this claim that people face repercussions for shedding their opinions about transgenders and he conflates he can uh, he conflates things about the LGBT community. Uh, Kevin Hart made a joke about smashing a dollhouse over his son's head Hilarious. if he was gay. And you know Dave Chappelle pointed out like you understand it was a joke because you have to realize you would have to go to the store buy a dollhouse <laughs> and smash it over his kid's head that he's obviously joking. And that's before Kevin Hart had you know access to the amount of information he has now, like, you know, he met people, like he, he lived his experience and understand that was a joke and that he might not write that joke if he has another special. Cause he's like, that might be insensitive. But at the same time, it was years ago. And, and but that, for and him taking, saying that they took the Oscars away from him, he, they didn't take the Oscars away from Kevin Hart. He, he chose just, to walk away, correct? Yeah. He just walked, he walked away. He's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to apologize. I've already apologized. And even Dave Chappelle put this in his standup. Uh, his old his older stand up st- uh, sticks and stones. He's like, oh, Kevin Hart 
said he wasn't going to apologize. Then he appeared on all the Sunday shows and apologized anyway. And it was it was like, okay, J.K. Rowling, another one. She's not what was some, she called a turf? A turf. I'd never uh-huh. heard of that. I never heard of that before. I, I mean, never heard of turf until Dave Chappelle said it. And yeah. people will say he's normalizing the term and like hate against trans and like empower, empowering women to be. I'm like, I don't think that's what that was at all. Yeah. I, well, I think people, I, I think a lot of people are just taking almost everything, especially when it comes to comedy out of context. Um, a lot of people were taking them out of context. I saw it in real time. It's, it's too many people. Everyone, I, this trend that we have i feel like that's going on in our country of you know people are people you're gonna have an an outburst i understand that but i mean there's also levels of outbursts i mean when you start getting racist and you're saying derogatory terms and you are actually trying to really fucking belittle someone not like a heat of the moment like fuck you Mm -hmm. type shit um but and it's funny when you say you don't think that uh, people are trying to cancel. I agree with that when it comes to the more powerful or the the richer. Um, but when it it is someone like people are now trying to just have if someone does something stupid online, like it's okay. Now we're everyone's a detective and we're hunting them down or her down, and we're gonna expose them. They're gonna lose their job. We're not caring if that person has. I understand that they made a mistake, we, we, but we no longer even accept apologies. We don't even, it doesn't, everyone, it's like, oh, that's fake. That's not a real apology. Like, you're just apologizing because you fucked up and you lost something. Yeah. Now, so when does it, when do we start accepting apologies? Like, when, how, I feel like we've lost it's, that as well because we care more about, now you hurt me, now we're all going to go after you and what that may do to you and your family for your fuck up. We're not thinking about what else, what else that person has going on or who's in their lives. So, but yeah, it, I but think the, it's getting I mean, a little bit out of control because I think you just made the point. Like people only apologize when they get exposed. It's not like these videos are coming out the next day. Sometimes these videos are like 10 years old. They're old as shit. And then they apologize. And like, yeah, like if you do that's, something that's, fucked up, but that's totally like, forgetting that people do fucked. Like people make mistakes. We're forgetting that people make mistakes and people do bad shit. Like we're if you forget to take out the trash, and somebody takes out the trash for you, you could say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to do that." Not to my wife. Okay. <laughs> it's followed by a fist. <laughs> Hello, help! Blink twice if you're in trouble. <laughs> I said twice. I don't know what eighteen means. <laughs> No, but listen, I'm. I don't want to go down this whole uh, yeah, it's a analogy. Hole. It's a rabbit uh, hole. This whole it's analogy thing. Hole. But basically, I'm. I understand where Dave Chappelle's coming from, and I think that for before, if anybody's listening to this, if you heard anything about the stand-up, just watch it first. Watch it first. Form your own opi- opinion. If you think he crosses the line, then he crossed the line. If you don't think he crossed the line, uh, then he didn't cross the line. But you should definitely hear where he's coming from, and I think he sums it up at the end when he's like, "I do you see me because." I see you. Yeah. And you know, it it is it is crazy that he's looking at the LGBTQ community uh and the black community as the same community. He's like, "We're minorities. We're being marginalized. We should not be fighting each other." He's like, "I'm going to make jokes. You're not going to like them. Doesn't mean I don't care about you. Like people can have their own lived experience and you can still have your own opinion. If you don't believe a man who identifies uh, identifies as a woman 
is a woman, that's your belief. It doesn't mean you have to be malicious about it. Correct. I, I, but that's, I think there, there's a disconnect. Forcing somebody else to change their belief. Like some people don't think black people are human still. Go ahead, believe what you want. Just don't push that belief onto me. Don't push that belief into society. If you are a racist, fine, be a fucking racist. But just don't bring that shit to work. Don't bring that shit to public spaces. Keep it in the closet. Keep it in the fucking closet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it is, but it is a good thing that, you know, that they are getting exposed. Like you, because. I'm glad they're not wearing hoods anymore. (laughs) Now you're just Joe on the internet. (laughs) I I think it's number four, sir. (laughs) I think it's number four with but, the one with the tattoo, uh, the swastika I, on his forehead. I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you saw him? Oh, that was him. No, 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 no. Uh, can you say that line again? Get out of here, nerd. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that was the guy. Uh, but yeah. Um, I, I mean, I still, I, 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 laughed, I liked it. I laughed. I, I thought it was great. I thought he, he was funny. I really I, do. I mean, I didn't really, th- I didn't think it was that controversial. I didn't but either. Then, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trans. I think. <laughs> you think? Sorry, that offends someone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Don't See, ca- that's not a real apology. <laughs> don't cancel me. <laughs> that's not a real apology. I got a kid. <laughs> well, so like, would you let your kid watch that stand up when she's older and she's? I mean, what's what? It, what is the age? That mature, you I don't think there's necessarily an age maturity. Like, uh, it just depends on how you. It, receive information um i i think it's you know there's a different i wasn't mature until i'm i'm, I'm not mature yet so there uh-huh. we go there i could just cut myself there <laughs> like, you go. There i was you trying go. to get put like <laughs> i'm st- i'm still a fucking well, I, goofy do you remember the first stand-up you saw do you remember how old you were the first stand-up you saw first one that i watched probably all the way through it was it was Dave Chappelle killing him uh, killing him softly. Oh, that was your first one. Mine yeah. was delirious. See, I watched that later. My my I watched it later too. But like my, my, I remember my dad and some friends had a tape of Delirious while I was like and we're messing around. Eddie Mer- like, and I was Eddie. like, I was shocked at the stuff he was saying. I was like, Am I allowed to be watching this? Because like my dad always had questionable shit. Like I saw the Holyfield fight, the first one. The uh the Holyfield Tyson oh, fight. Really? I saw him bite another dude's ear off. I'm like. As a child, I was like, holy shit. You could do that? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Jumping up in the air, covering yeah, I was like, with his glove. I'm like, what the? This guy, like, I used to be a huge Mike Tyson fight, and that scared me. I was like, he, well, I had nightmares that I'd see this dude at a bank, and, I'm like, he would bite my ear off. Well, he made threats that he'd eat your children. <laughs> he was a scary motherfucker. Yeah. And, you know, I, yeah. I just, we live in such a weird world, and... A part of me wants to think that we are getting we're getting better, but we have so much information that comes through now and faster to where I go, nope, no, we're not. No. Uh that's I mean that's that's a whole different issue. I think uh I think like basically I think that information's good, the right information's helpful. I think that misinformation is just as available as bad information. Oh, one hundred percent. We'll be talking in circles around that forever. I mean, I would say on a scale of on a scale of one to ten, what would you give uh, the closer from Dave Chappelle? Seven, seven, yeah, just an even seven, even seven, even seven. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I don't think that it wasn't his best. Um, I was gonna say seven point six. 
So what, who's your 10? Who's my 10? Where, where's your bar? My bar? Yeah. Um, I would say Killing Me Softly was amazing. Uh, I would say... I would say one of the best stand-ups I ever saw was Jamie Foxx's stand-up. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, I would say that one was probably like a 9, 9.1. The one where you did Shaq and Tyson? Yeah, and he starts playing the piano. Yes. But um, I, I would say a number, t- a number 10 would be Bernie Mac's Kings of Comedy stand-up routine that he did. Uh, okay. uh, Bernie Mac's, when he was talking about... Uh, it's actually that stand-up that spawned his show, the Bernie Mac show. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Cause he was talking about like his, you know, his sister's kids. Like, oh, these ain't my kids. So the one come up here, look at me like I'm small. We want some milk and cookies. Like, bitch, get your hands. R.I.P. to Bernie Mac. R.I.P. to Bernie Mac. But yeah, still that shit still holds up today. I still like for somebody like Bernie Mac with the shit that he was talking about back then to make like a 13 or 14 year old laugh like that. When I had to rewatch it as an adult to understand some of the jokes. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, for, for, and this is my opinion. I'm saying Kings of Comedy, Bernie Mac, that's my 10. That's my 10. And I'm giving Ch- uh, Chappelle 7 out of 6 because, like, if it wasn't in, like, if it was a standalone, it'd probably be a lot lower. But seeing all the other stand-ups that led up to this made me a little biased, and that's where the point six comes yeah. from. And, you, and, I mean, it just it sort of bugged me that the whole stand-up, or, you know, it was an hour and six minutes, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And an hour of it was about uh, the L- LGBTQ uh, community. And I just felt like it wasn't, he normally tells funny ass stories. Yeah. And that's what, and not about. He gets, just, he, he gets real. He gets yeah. real and shit. And like, but I, that, and that's, I almost look at it differently than. Like I look at this specific one and maybe one or two out of the other specials as well that they weren't like a, 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 a regular standard or regular, like what you would think a, a, um, a stand-up comedy would be like, yeah. it, it just, it didn't hit all that. Um, Cause I don't know, you know, Lavelle Crawford. I do like that motherfucker. Funny. When he was on the shot, uh, when Shaq had like the, Thing for the All Star Game, do you remember that it was quite a few years back? No. Oh, there's a list of comedians that come on and do it, and it was just prior to the All Star Game. I forget what year. Fucking hilarious. Fucking good stuff, huh? It's well, I, I would say like Dave Chappelle's ability to storytell and call back to things, and I, uh, I don't know if you remember. I think it was a comedy of a bird. What was the, the his other stand up? Um, uh, the one where he starts off singing Prince's song, you know, I woke up in this morning. I, I know which one you're talking yeah. about. I don't remember the title of it though. But you know, he starts off with that story and then talks about Anthony Bourdain killing himself. Yeah. And then he started, and then he's like, this guy killed himself. He had the best job in the world and he killed himself. And then no, just switches it talking about a guy that he met that he went to high school with. That was like a lawyer, went and got a job. And then sees him later on in life. Yeah, he's and, like, like, and then he met a girl. He's like, don't get married. He did. They got divorced. He sees him later in life. And he's like, hey, man, let's talk. And he's like, oh, yeah, how you doing? He's like managing. He's the manager at a footlocker. Yeah. He lives with his mom. His ex-wife took everything. His whole career is ruined. And then he just calls it back and says, not at one point did this dude think about killing himself. He, and, he does pull. He, he, the way he pulls mm-hmm. things together is 
fucking phenomenal. And like it was, it's funny, and it's like some situations that you have to laugh at without being sad. Well, I think that's, I mean, but that's the point of mm -hmm. comedy. Like it's, it's you, and that, I mean, if that's you what don't I laugh, you'll cry. That that is why I'm not crying all the time. If I I that and that's why my wife yells at me a lot because I, I'll make a joke because if I'm not making a joke, it's too fucking serious. Yeah, I'm the same way. And I don't want to be fucking sad. I fart to release the tension. <laughs> Everyone loves a good fart. <laughs> Farts like, are fucking one of the funniest things in the world. Like, we were all sitting there in bio class watching the tower come down in school, and it was like the most devastating thing ever. So I farted. See? I, I had to. I didn't know what to do. I felt so sad. I felt so uncomfortable. Like, I had this need to make everyone giggle. <laughs> and... I, but that's it didn't land by the way no no nah, i just it was one of those oh, so it just stunk. a little horn <laughs> just stunk. A french horn yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh see but i would see if i was in your class yeah i would have been dying i needed you i would have been I needed, falling out i needed you because fuck what <laughs> I, needed I, needed you. You? I needed you i needed you i needed you in my class <laughs> i needed a jew in my class <laughs> but all right um so you give it a seven i yeah. give it a 7.6 would you suggest people watch it absolutely all right 100 i think there is still things uh the one thing that i love about dave Chappelle is that you can learn something from him mm -hmm. and he tells great stories and the way he he really gets you to think about a lot of things. I, I feel like he gives you a different perspective and the way he is able to transcribe different stories and bring them all together. I, that's why I fucking love him. Right. I mean, I think he's, he is the goat in my personal opinion. All right. And well, you heard it here. Uh, we suggest you guys go see the closer. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Papa. Don't preach. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on Papa Don't Preach with our main subject. Hey, Mitch, how are you? I'm alive. You're still here? I think so. All right, let's get right into it. Today, we are talking about mental health, when to notice it in our kids, how to deal with it with ourselves. Um, specifically, I want to talk to you about anxiety and depression and a little bit of ADHD mm -hmm. and ADD. Um, Got it all. Did you, were you diagnosed with ADD as a kid? Uh, no. Uh diagnosed later on in life <laughs> <laughs> i i was i was diagnosed and then undiagnosed by my nigerian parent i uh, oh they undiagnosed you. yeah my like in in nigerian culture <laughs> no you're not you, you'll be <laughs> no you're not <laughs> I, I your son has add no he doesn't end a conversation that's just how it went well it's good seeing you doc <laughs> well yeah my mom saw a bunch of kids on ritalin and just thought that was insane she was a pediatrician she didn't think that that was okay. well that's i mean i can completely understand that too especially ritalin adhd is it's it's more of a newer topic i feel like and there's more things that are being prescribed to kids and ju we just don't know long-term effects mm -hmm. um but we'll find out 
I think that they're like, I'm not sure. I'm not in the, I'm not in the school system. I don't know how they're approaching it, but I do know that when it, like you can't look at all the kids as the same. Correct. You know, like I know that for, for something as, I guess like, I, I don't want to use this as an example, but boy Scouts, like they would notice when you had a hard time paying attention and they would focus your energy on something else. So like, something you were interested in. Exactly. So like when we were learning, you know, how to fish, I wasn't interested in that. You know, I was covered in fishing lines and shit. But so I they, mean, but did you care to fish? I didn't care to fish. There you go. I didn't care to fish. Like why and no one no But no. they didn't they didn't force me to do it. They just moved me to axe throwing and arrow making and I was super into that. Okay. But that's Problem the thing. Solved. It's well and I feel like it is it, it is a quick oh you're child has a hard time paying attention well one they're a child <laughs> as an adult i have a hard time paying attention well staying I, on topic yeah we noticed hence, <laughs> hence this podcast <laughs> like it's what i do um amanda has it um starting to see it in uh, <laughs> but I, I but i rather like i just been trying especially when it comes to like schoolwork. mm-hmm She's just more interested in something else. And so I'm trying to figure out, especially with like math, figuring out way like a, a way more interactive, mm-hmm. ra- uh, like while we're doing her addition and subtraction. So like I'm up and if we're, you know, she's got to go, you know, six minus three, whatever it may be, you know, it's like six birds are flying in the air. <laughs> just making it three interesting. Three of them head this way. How many birds are still in that flock? Like we're just like you just got to figure out ways to do it. And with young kids, I don't think it's they're kids. Yeah, they're kids. They're interested only in very. They're not interested in a lot. They don't know a lot. Yeah, I only thing my kids interested in is watching Pac Man videos on YouTube. Hmm. You know, like if I if I have to like put him down somewhere. I just know, like, I know exactly what video to it's put like, in front of him. I'm like, okay, I got 30 minutes. <laughs> like, that's, what, that's what I know. Because like even, like, vi- movies that he likes, you know, he'll be all over the place. Like, I'd love to see a time lapse of him watching Wally. You know, he's just like, how do you get on the roof? Like, like what? But he's going to be there till the end, but just all over the room. That's why I don't take, like, even though, I mean, obviously going on with COVID and the theaters were shut down. But, like, I'm like, no, we're not taking you to the movies. You can't even watch it. You can't watch your favorite movie at home. Yeah. I'm never going to take us out of the movies. So why am I going to go waste what it, movies now, freaking with three tickets, popcorn, definitely candy, and a drink? We're walking out Easy of there K. like six, Easy K. <laughs> Easy K. <Parking>. Solid <laughs> week's worth of work. <laughs> um, um, well, so speaking of the homework that your daughter has to do, um, another big thing that you're starting uh, uh, I thank God that people are starting to talk about, especially in schools, are the amount of anxiety that kids are facing when they're going to school and like being able to see anxiety and how to deal with anxiety. And well, I think we're seeing a, an uprising just strictly because a lot of these kids, like Sailor, didn't you know this is her first year at six in school? Uh, yeah, so it's a big, big change. There's gun, there's anxiety in any change, even as an adult. People have anxiety going into a new job. It's, I, I still get anxiety see, going into I still get those little butterflies yeah. my first day at a new at a new gig. Even when I know like I ha like I have this sale and like I'm gonna be working with this company moving forward, mm-hmm. I still like 
I'll be in my car. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. I want to drive away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so, but so is there a difference between just like the butterflies in your stomach for something new and actual like crippling anxiety? Well, uh, no, I think there's definitely crippling anxiety. Um, especially I, I think people just handle nerves differently. And, you know, at a young age, I think it all starts really at a young age too. If you, if you do something reading in class, we talked about this one time, Ugh. all it takes is one fuck up. And Ugh. then you're thinking about it the, your whole entire career of you having to read aloud. I remember saying the word, uh, there's your alleg- anxiety right there. I remember instead of saying allegations, I said alligator man. And it was, it was, it was devastating. Yeah, that's, and that's something right there can just, that could just all of a sudden blossom into crippling anxiety and you freak the fuck out yeah moving forward because of the reactions that you get from people and until you're older and more mature and you know you start having a different uh perspective on life and realizing what dickhead over here laughed at me for (laughs) i don't give a fuck so that's that's just how i and i kids are fucking mean man Kids yeah. are mean. They don't know how to express their feelings. They only, you know, it's. But our, our parents didn't know how to deal with that, with kids that had high levels of anxiety. And some of that will lead to depression at an older age. And, you know, back in the day, while we were going to school, while we were kids, that would just be, oh, your kid had a bad day. They wouldn't see that as early signs of depression or a, a struggle that needed to be addressed. Yeah, you know? it, it, and, I think. Back in the day, it's like, what's the quick fix? Yeah. Have you ever dealt with depression? Um, I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah. The, the more I'm more, I think about the topic. I know the you're, more, I know the, you're a strong, big, strong man. <laughs> you, you could tell me. No, no. The more and more I think about the topic, the more and more I like reflect on my whole entire life and I can start pinpointing times in my life where I know like I was down mm-hmm. and I'm the type of person that I will put on a happy face. I will make the jokes. I will do whatever I can to mask that. Yeah. That is who I am. I still do it till this day. I'm working really hard not to do it. That's why I cry on Sundays. That's, That's a cry my cry day. day. That's a cry That's day. That's where I just, God rests. Yes. No, actually created the sun on that day. <laughs> you should move your cry day to Saturday. No, I like Saturdays. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Keep them on Sundays. Sundays are like, I know my dolphins are going to lose. <laughs> so, like, we go, like, let's just, just, I wake up and I go, oh, I'm, I'm going to suffer another loss. We might as well just get all the tears out. Gotcha. Um, Sunday's the cry day. Gotcha. Yes. 100%. It, it's so Friday, fucking, Monday, Tuesday. It really Wednesday, is Thursday, weird, Friday. though. It always fucking falls on Sunday where I'll see something either really moving or, you know, something sad. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, fucking. Just water starts falling from my face. Kevin Costner here. <laughs> water worlds. God damn, for real. <laughs> um, but my wife's done a really good job about me expressing, actually expressing my emotions because obviously I never did it ever. Oh, Shannon's been trying. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stone cold book man. You know what? Actually, don't be that guy. I have to. Look at, look at my shoulders, bro. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Oh, those trops. Yeah, those are my <laughs> trops, bro. You know, while you're crying on Sunday, you know what I'm doing? Building a house with my bare fucking hands, bro. 
Yeah. I want to punch you in the face so bad right now. <laughs> you want to punch this guy? Yeah. Get a tear out. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, been a couple of days. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So, but I would say like the last time that I was going through something and I didn't say anything to anyone um, was probably like mid 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just everything that was going on and wondering, you know, am I going to be the father that I want to be? What was going on? Uh, just stuff with work uh, at the place I was working at the time. Um, I just I wasn't happy with myself, mm-hmm. and I I wasn't saying anything to anyone. I was just you're a little chubbier yeah. back then too. Uh, I don't know. It's been it's been pretty. I'm bad. Trying to get the tears out. I'm trying to pull it oh, up I, right I, now. Yeah, I can cry. <laughs> Not till I get to my car. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, it, it the last time it really hit me was probably around that time. Like it, it re- life just fucking sucked outside of. Not, I don't want to say outside of home, because I it was the this amount of pressure that I've never really had to feel maybe, yeah. and I felt like I was failing. And no matter what I did, it wasn't things were not going to go up. Yeah, it was just going to continue to sink. And we ended up moving to Oregon. I mean, I was going like, I was working crazy, crazy hours for a business that the operating hours are 7 a.m. to 3, uh, 3.30. And I was there at 5 a.m. And I was staying until 6, just grinding, trying to do the best I can. And then they really fucked me. And after I'd go to the bar and I wouldn't go out and get fucked up. I would maybe have a beer or two and just hang out. I just, oh, I, daily I needed something that was not reality. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And it wasn't good for my marriage. It wasn't good for me as being a father. It's not that I wasn't there, but it's at the same time, it's like I was just looking for an escape and I didn't know how to do it. And Well, there's a difference between being there and not being present. Correct. So I understand that. So it's just like at home, money's going to come up. Like just conversations I did not want to have and I I mean, to this day, I hate talking about money, but (laughs) we moved to Oregon and I I took a job and it didn't even work out. I left the job after three days. It was for like the company fucking completely lied to me and it was nothing that I thought. But the greatest thing was, is I spent, you know, the next six months, seven months just with my family. Mm. And I was away from all of the bullshit. And I realized, like, the bullshit is what was getting to me. And I don't know when this time in my life to where all the, like, I had this gap of, or I have this section to where I really, for some reason, I started caring about other people's opinions again when I had thought I had lost that. And then it came back and hit me. And it was just, I was just in a bad place. But moving up there was a fucking blessing, even though we talk about like, fuck, it wasn't good financially. I'll tell you that (laughs) ruined us financially, (laughs) but as a person and as a whole, it made us 10 times better as a group, as a team. And, you know, good things have started happening since then. That's good. So it's good that you came out of that alive. You know, that's very, a lot of people can't say that, you know, it's sometimes, uh, situations like that can really overcome you. And it's, I think it's a, a conversation that we need to normalize as a society and especially something that parents should look for in their kids because 
I think it's very, very hard to notice when your child is actually going off the deep end, you know, losing interest in things that they like, uh, having trouble getting out of bed, uh, having, uh, you know, uh, erratic mood swings. We, people are just like, oh, he's moody or she's not feeling well or, you know, that we don't really see what it actually yeah, is. Not acknowledging the actual problem. In yeah. This. And it's, you know, I, I kind of get over, I'm like hypersensitive about that. And like, you know, when my son has a freak out in the grocery store or anything, you know, I'll like grab his shoulders, I'll look at him. I'm like, breathe with me, breathe with me. And I start uh, in through my nose and out through my nose. And he just recently started copying me when I'm doing that. And it was hilarious because uh, we were watching the Dodger game and I was having like a little freak out. Oh. I was like, God, what the? And he just, daddy, he, like this three-year-old comes up to me and puts his hand on my shoulder and starts breathing. Like that's he's trying beautiful. to console that's, me. That's beautiful. And that's I was like, like, oh beautiful, my God. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Like <laughs> that's amazing. It's real. It, it was, you know, I, I was saving my tears, you know, it wasn't Sunday. <laughs> it was a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So I was saving my tears. Uh, oh, it was a Monday actually. I was a, no, it was a Tuesday. Yeah, it was a Tuesday. So I was saving my tears and, um, it's, it's kids are, they're, they're sponges. They notice these type of things. And I think that when we start to talk about them at home and start to like normalize it, they're going to learn. Mm -hmm. They're going to be put pushback, but they're going to learn. And I think it's very, very important. Um, you know, I, I don't personally, I don't think I've ever, well, I just lie. I was going to say I never really dealt with depression myself, but I did have one period where I self-medicated. I was drunk every day. I went to CVS next to my house and they sold this bottle of vodka called Lux. It was $6. Nice. $6. Grab some of that and some fruit punch. I'd head back to my house. I'd get my work done. And, you know, my friends would be asking me, like, to come hang out. And I would always say I'm busy. But the truth was I was too drunk to drive, you know. And unless you were picking me up, I wasn't going out. Mm -hmm. And, I like, I, the amount of damage I'd probably done to my liver uh, back then, it was, like, from 21 to 23 – I was the, I felt the same way. All my friends went to college. I was failing out of college. I was working two different jobs to put myself through college. I didn't understand what all this was for. I didn't know what direction I was going in. And I felt absolutely alone. I just felt like I was failing as a human being. And it was, you know, some days I would wake up not knowing where I was, like, what am I supposed to do today? And before I knew it, I was already halfway down the street walking into the store to get another bottle just so I can stop this feeling of me sitting at a house watching the same movies I was just to pass the time. Mm -hmm. Like I just I was going I've nowhere. It there. was terrible. Yeah, it it's was not, terrible. It, yeah, it's, not, it's not good. It was not but, the best. <laughs> but it you, but that's where I go back to like the maturity part. And as you get older. You, you learn more like you we're always learning and that's the most learning important part. There's, there's a, there's so many, we always see, uh, we put ourselves like, Oh, Hey, we look at the most successful, the kids that are our age that have done all these great things. And so you, you always see these crazy success stories and there, that's always something that's, you know, now you're comparing yourself to this or that and you shouldn't be. And, but we all do it. We all have that time to where, this person's doing this, but we don't know what uh, what's actually going on in their life because a lot of the time we just keep we keep a lot of stuff inside. Yeah, I wasn't really worried. I I understand what you're saying. My 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 concern wasn't really that what everybody else was doing. It's what I wasn't doing. I had to be doing something 
but I didn't know what so that was. Taking accountability. You, you, was, at the end of the day, once you're either A, you're, when you're not fucked up, you're thinking about the things you haven't done yet. So you go get drunk to either to forget about that. Oh, I thought, or, I, th- I thought it gave me good ideas. You know, I was like working on, like I was, I was trying to be creative. I knew I was easy. John Daly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that, uh, um, I mean, it's good. Like, I'm glad we're talking about this because it's like, not only is it refreshing to see somebody like a friend that I'm talking to that has dealt with something like this and that has sees it around and it can acknowledge it. Um, it's nice to know that we've all been through it where our kids are going to go through it. It's how to help, how to cope. Because a lot, um, one of the things that we don't talk about in depression is self-blame. Like when you have somebody in your life that's depressed or has high levels of anxiety, the first thing you do is blame yourself for it. Like, why can't you fix it? Like, you're a dad. Yep. There's this overwhelming feeling that most dads have that they can fix everything, and they're just wrong. They're 100% wrong. And most and, likely you're going about it wrong. Yeah, I... I just, you gotta under, just beat it out of them. <laughs> yeah, well, no, because well, Amanda, goes, she goes through it. Like she has it, and I don't. I had to do effort. I'm just. It's always like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm. I'm. I'm living through like, it. Oh right my now. god, you're fucking sad again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, maybe I should read a few articles. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you feel like that? That fucking sucks. Let's change that. Yeah. I still can't do anything about it. It's like, I mean, you can try. You can. But there is that we we don't have an answer for it, yeah. and we can give someone a pill, but then you know how then they feel empty inside as well, like they're just a walking zombie and they're not who they are, and so we haven't figured it out. It's, I always try to just make sure I find out your favorite food, your favorite thing you like to do, and I make sure you get out of the house. Mm-hmm. I make sure you just walk around the block. Yeah, that's Amanda, that's Amanda's big thing too. Like that is her number one. Let's go for a walk whenever she starts. Feet, like whenever she gets that going, it's something it's, weird about fresh air movement. It just like it stops your brain from going down this deep dark hole. Yeah, well, and, I mean, sitting and just looking at your phone or looking at a TV. Like when you go outside, like looking up at the sky, the trees. That's beautiful shit. Yeah. So it needs to be done. There's a lot of times where I don't want to go on the fucking walk. I hate going on I, walks. I hate you know, going you know on what, walks. Wh- why do you hate going on walks? I hate going on walks because once you've gotten to the place you need to go, you have to walk back. That's the reason? Yes. Oh, mine's more petty than that. <laughs> why? Because my wife and daughter, they, they just walk so fucking slow. Oh, I'm a slow and, walker. And, I, they, I, and I, they like, it's like every, I turn around and I'm like, what? <laughs> we trying to get some exercise? <laughs> I can do this in the apartment. <laughs> Like I can pace the apartment. Let's 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 keep it moving. Petty ass Mitch, ladies and gentlemen. Petty ass Mitch. Uh, well, hey, I wish we had more time to talk about yeah, this. Let's handshake about this. All right. Um, for those of you at home, I just gave Mitch COVID by shaking his hand. Thank you. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Papa Don't Preach, and thanks for talking about this. We're gonna be right back with uh, Papa's pulpit. FBI is coming after me. <laughs> And 
And we are back for our final segment, which means congratulations, everybody who have made it to the end of this podcast. You did it. Yes, you guys. Give yourselves a little round of applause. <laughs> you win nothing. This is our final segment we call Papa's <laughs> Pulpit. This is a segment where we just kind of get into and talk about things that are ru- rubbing us the b- wrong way, things that are irking us, things that we just kind of care about or don't really care about that we just want to rant on. So, much, so much to say. So much to say. Um, Mitch, you want to start us off with your yeah. pulpit? Yeah. Tell uh, us what's on your mind. What's irking you? You know what bugs me? Just just dishes in the in the dish in the in the sink. Dishes in the sink. Yeah, and dishes. It's not. I'm 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 guilty of adding dishes. Guilty to the is sink. charged. Yes, but uh, it's my kid. Oh uh, yeah, she needs a new dish for everything. Ugh, like it can't be. She just had something on this plate. So if she now is asking for something else, and that plate sitting with her, if she's watching like her iPad at the uh, table, I can go grab that and put it on this plate. She needs a new plate. Uh, That's annoying. And to me, Amanda's, you know, she always gets flustered with if the kitchen's a mess or just how messy kids are in in general. (laughs) Messy ass motherfucker. Yeah, they are, dude. It's crazy. And yeah, dishes drive me nuts. So when I do them, most of the time, um, I'll, I'll, I'll find something to have and get my mood a little bit better. And then I will detail the fuck out of that kitchen. Oh, like okay. I find dirt every, like where I'm like, Ooh, shit. This has <laughs> not been wiped down. Well, you don't see it. <laughs> like, it's just like all of a sudden, like I, I start looking up in all these little crevices and places and I'm like, oh, let's bring out those wipes and let's just hit, hit it hard. Do you have a dishwasher? Yeah, that's fucking sucks. I, I think shitty dishwashers are a bane on human existence. It's, I, I could use more cabinet space so <laughs> you can get that thing fucking out of there. If, if, <laughs> if I was, if they allowed me to just build a, a cabin in there. Uh, you'd love that, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we got a lot of shit. Okay. Kids have a lot of shit. Kids do have a lot of shit. That's our the fault. More, the, That's our fault, though. It's my wife's fault. <laughs> not mine. Personal responsibility out the window. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm not buying it. <laughs> Someone's buying it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for sharing. Dishes are, are getting on your nerves. Yeah, because I want to just, I'd rather just start. Amanda and I talked about it. Like, we're, we, they're, we're close to going to disposable. disposable. Uh-oh. But then not, you, that's but not you, green. That's not green. It's not. Um, actually, if you use these bamboo plates, they're 100% biodegradable. They're expensive as shit. How many do you get in a pack? Uh, a thousand? You can, get, you can get like a 20-pack for like like 15 bucks. Now we're just talking about wasting money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do. I'll stick with the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> Put them in your dishwasher. They'll just integrate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can still run up your water bill. <laughs> like I, like, so I sort of lost it when she's like, because she got, she finally was like, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> and she's, she says we're going to get all disposable. And she even said, like, um, cutlery. And I almost slapped her. Oh. I'm like, the fuck, we're going to use plastic forks. And plastic <laughs> I'm like, we, I'm fine with the plates yeah. <laughs> and the cups. Don't give me plastic forks. Oh, okay. They're the worst. They're, they're, I, <laughs> right well, there, that little, that yeah. little. Oh, just going through the styrofoam? Or yeah. Or just don't. No, 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 no. I feel no. you. I feel you. And I would never hit my wife. 
Okay, whatever. Am disclaimer. I? Disclaimer, everyone. Mitch will never hit as his long wife as I, in public. As long as I know the cameras are off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for sharing. Domestic violence is hilarious. Uh, anyway. Is it? <laughs> I'm the one that gets beat. <laughs> Yeah, my no son, one takes that serious. My, my son wails on me, and I'm like, There's, "When when am I allowed to smack the shit out of this kid?" If I'm talking to someone, Sailor will just come up and just go, and I'm like, "You little fucker!" <laughs> I'll be right back with you. I'll be right back. I start I start doing like the ex boyfriend grab on my son. You know, where you grab him by the arm like also. And he's like, and now it's not to the point. I don't even squeeze. I'll just grab his arm, and he's just like, ah. And he starts doing this thing where, like, if he's mad, he'll just, like, take his hand and, like, slap it on the table. Like, it hurts. It hurts. And I'm like, what? He told Shannon the other day I choked him. I'm like, no, uh, that's not what happened. I said it was bath time. This dude ran down. This three-year-old ran downstairs and said I choked him. Daddy choked me. Like, put his hands on his neck. And she's like, what happened up there? I'm like, sounds like we got a little wire in our hands. I'll tell you what's about to happen. <laughs> if I choke you, you'll die. Like <laughs> a Homer Simpson, that yeah. kid right now. Yeah, Jay, hands on, but they're little. They're little. <laughs> e- easy you to get all neck. You're just like, mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for sharing. Kid Mitch. violence appreciate beating our lives. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to grab the pulpit. Sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> I'm going to take the pulpit over to my side. <laughs> tell you a little something that's been on my mind. Um, so uh, last weekend, uh, it was the first first time I can remember in a very, very long time. We didn't have shit to do. It was great. Me and the Bozo woke up. Saturday morning cartoons, bowls of cereal on the couch. Nice. It was fun. What kind of cereal? Uh, he had Apple Jacks, and I had chocolate Cheerios. Mm-hmm. You're gross. What? <laughs> You're going to hate on chocolate Cheerios? My honey nut was out, so I'd hit the chocolate Cheerios. How old are you? Um, I don't think it's proper to ask a man of his his age. So we um, don't ask that. So let's just say I am offended. I'm an I'm inevitable. I am Thanos. Please, please, (laughs) please continue with your chocolate Cheerios. So anyway, I was grubbing on my my chocolate Cheerios uh, because this honey nut hater over here, so I can talk (laughs) and shit. But um, we were watching Saturday morning cartoons. Those, you know, they had SpongeBob on. Uh, They had. uh, Looney Tunes. There's a bunch of stuff coming on. Uh, we're watching Boomerang, and so like I don't watch commercials. And kid commercials is something in the past. Like I forgot that they you know they're advertising squirt guns and all this shit. And I start to notice this theme of how things were marketed towards boys and how things were marketed towards girls. And I was kind of amazed that this was still happening. Like there was like this little science kit, you know, where you can light bubbles on fire and like all this cool shit that you can do. And there's like this little Asian kid and this little black kid. And they're like, oh yeah. And there's like rock and roll music about how cool science was. And I'm like, why is a girl not in this commercial? Like what girls can't be scientists, whatever. And right after that was a commercial about glam squad. Like these girls dressing up like it was 1995 <laughs> on, on Rodeo Boulevard. And fucking, you know, Stacy Dash is over here, like putting on her lip gloss. I was just like, what the fuck? And it's like, they're marketing these talking purses that these girls have to take care of and they could put their makeup and their fake cell phones in there. And it was just like, you want to talk to your friend, Ashley? And they're pretending to gab like on the corner. And I was like, what the fuck? That's like what type weird. of shit is this? They had like a little spa, like a little they, home spa for girls. And I'm like, yo, what is this fucking gender line that they're still fucking pushing on our kids? Like, yo, everything is for everybody. That's the whole point. You make more money. 
You make yeah. more money. Why would you do this? Like who's it just it's fucking wild to me. And it 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 pissed me off because like my kid, my kid is a cro- like he's got uh, he's got me and he's got his mom. So like he loves painting his nails. He loves doing his hair. He loves coloring. He loves monster trucks. He loves climbing. He loves playing with his basketball. He loves playing with video games. Uh, he loves like lounging like right after he gets out. of. So he likes, he likes fun. He loves fun. Everything that we like to do, he loves it. And so like, I don't understand why they're trying to market these things for boys and girls when boys and girls love these things, like market it to kids, like, fuck it. Like did, it's, did it's you fucking notice, wild to me, man. Did you notice by any chance to, uh, like, cause it was like SpongeBob. Was that more of a inner, um, like a mix of boy and girl because both w- always watch that show. I'm like, I'm, I'm curious to know if it's like, you know, if Ozo's watching like He-Man, right. Or something yeah. like that. And then all of those ads <clears throat> during that half hour are, directed towards boys compared to you know another another show it was the mostly just, the, it, it was mostly the same commercials over and over and that's why i noticed it because like at first glance i was kind of like these are stupid toys and then when they started coming on again i was like wait a minute like but what i mean the that's fuck? A, but it was i was because that's all they do on youtube though is, youtube has so many like it has a ton of ads now and especially like on youtube kids i can tell this motherfucker doesn't pay for youtube Fuck no, I don't. That free version? I don't know that. Why would I pay for something when mm. I can get it for free? I feel like uh, I feel like a, a, a lord on Bridgerton looking down at the rest of the peasants. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll climb up to the top of that castle some point. <laughs> I, have, I have an electric fence and a moat. <laughs> See, that's Keep the out the poor. See? <laughs> you know, and that brings me to my next point. That's the problem. We as a society, <laughs> we as a society, we continue to build our fence higher rather than making that table bigger. Yeah, man. So suck a dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, only poor people call it a fence. <laughs> a wall. <laughs> we gonna build this wall higher rather than making that table longer. Yeah. So, you know, I understand what, what you're is. saying. I understand what you're saying, but listen, um, yeah, I, I got very upset by that. I think it needs to change. Um, I don't want poor people around me. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, yo. But, um, yeah, man, this has been Papa Don't Preach. Uh, we Mitch, do love you. We do love you. Um, and I hope you know we yeah, we like you. to be yeah. you, be who you are. Yeah. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, big shout out to Blaine Pierre, our producer. Blaine Pierre. DNA, who does our music, and Aaron Mostow throwing it down. Um, thank you very much, Mitch. No, thank you. I appreciate it. No, you guys, It's glad. I am glad to be back. You're going to get more content for us coming soon. This is Papa Don't Preach, and yeah, we love you. Peace out. See you soon.